go, man. No, so uh, this morning, really, really excited before we dive into the message and what we're going to dive into, I do have a really, really fun family announcement. Who's excited about the family announcement? Yeah, yeah let's get up. Um, so with that, I'm going to invite Jamar and Kenzie and Wonder. Y'all go ahead and come. Y'all get up as they come. So as they come, I'm letting you know, Jamar, officially as of Tuesday, has come on the staff at Vintage. Yeah. <clears throat> He is uh, coming on staff as our uh, dis- director of discipleship and uh, and here to really invest in the life of vintage. And so specifically, you'll see him on Sunday mornings, be preaching some, directing some, doing what some of April is doing. He will be leading in discipleship. And so we're really excited as we come into the new year, even just kind of laying out a real path for discipleship and the life of vintage connected to what we do in small groups. And I'll just say I am incredibly excited to three wonder. How are you? It's so good to see you. And so we're excited about the three of them being a part of the life of Vintage, I will say. Number one, is really glad to have the guy on staff. Praise God. Yeah, hey, let's go, man. And, uh, yeah, so excited about that. Excited to see. Listen, now, it's a cool story. Some other time I'll tell you the story of how Jamar and I became friends. But it truly is a God story. Uh, this uh, beginning of it was I was at La Peria, saw them, and God said, you need to go do breakfast with him. And I'm like, I don't even know his name. And that was kind of the beginning point for us. I called a text in a couple of days later said, I know this is weird. I've never done this. And I don't think I'm that weird. But would you be willing to do breakfast with me? And he said, yes. And the rest is God's story. And so with that, we we're incredibly excited um, about having them here, being a part of our family. And so I want to just pray for them uh, as we start. And so let me get some of these people in the front row just close. You can come and you can just kind of gather around them. And for any leadership who's here, love you together. Around, but I just want them to see our support from behind here, but I'd love them to see also the support in front. So if you could just put your hands forward this morning. We do want them to be loved. We want them to be blessed. We want them to recognize they are part of the family and that in that, that we are grateful they're here. So Father, as we just begin to pray for them, God, we just thank you uh, for this family. And we thank you, Father, for this, the, the way that you're moving in them. We thank you, God, just very selfishly for bringing them to us. Lord, we thank you for bringing them to us to be a part of our family, God, to run with us. We pray blessing upon them, Lord. We pray blessing as they're here doing life with us, as they're here doing ministry. Lord, I pray that it would be as if the doors opened up for them and they are receiving just the goodness of the Lord every day of their life. And that, Lord, in that we would then receive from them. We just pray for a beautiful, God, just a beautiful, just both-sided, dual-investment relationship going on with all of us, and that, Lord, you would be glorified in the work that they're doing, the relationships they're building. We just pray for great fruit and great favor upon them. And, Lord, we just love them, and we thank you, Jesus, for them. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, guys. Y'all give it up for them. Yeah, so I'm excited uh, to this morning. Y'all can be seated, Kenzie and Wonder. Wonder again, thank you for coming up and looking so cute. And Jamar, if you'll just grab that microphone on your way up. Uh, so I'm excited this morning. The, you know, if we, if you've been uh, at Vintage, uh, you know, you know that we've been. She's like, I don't want to leave, right? So, no, we've we've been at Vintage. We've been talking through um, the Book of Acts for the last, um, really, for the last while. And she's not. She's happy. She's sad to leave you, bro. Yeah, it's pretty common. So, yeah, yeah. I'm sad to leave you, too, whenever I leave time. Let me fix that for you, man. So, um, there we go. So, yeah, so it's we've been going through Acts, and... 
we've been talking through just what it means to be a people who are activated, right? Activated for the things of God's kingdom and, and acts being kind of a model for that. And so in a second, I'm going to just let Jamar share a few things as to his heart, but I'm going to ask him to share about some of the other pieces. But when we talked about acts, we said we want to be a people who are activated, right? That acts, the first seven chapters really is a story of the early church and the way that they were activated one and just in expressing the supernatural works of God's spirit, right? There was something we talked about that when these miracles were done and healings were done, that it really drew people to Jesus. And we want to be a people unafraid of the, the supernatural and unafraid to go after the things of God's spirit. And second, we said, hey, we want to be a people who, who truly are a gospel-centered people. We see again and again and again the gospel being proclaimed, the life of Jesus being expressed through Peter a couple of different times and the life of Stephen, right? And we just want to be a people who are unafraid of the gospel and expressing the gospel and activated to, to share that, right? But the third part is then being a people who are activated in living generously with our community, with those inside the four walls, but also people outside the four walls. And, and when Jamar spoke a couple of weeks ago, he spoke out of Acts chapter 4, and just this beautiful representation of, of people living generously. And so this morning, and he gave a $2 challenge. How many of you got the $2 bill from that Sunday morning? Okay, right, so this morning we're going to share a few of those stories um, and kind of walk through some of that and kind of dialogue about it a little bit. Um, but... I want Jamar to one first just to share whatever you want to share. Uh, but then I would be, I love to have him break down kind of his primary teaching points from that Acts 4, kind of explain the $2 bill challenge, and then we're going to dive in this morning to, uh, yeah, to some of these stories. So it's all you, man. Um, hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> um, excited to be here. Um, yeah, um, vintage. You know, meeting some of you guys and being at Steve's birthday party and meeting some of you here on Sundays, the one consistent thing that I've been feeling um, and I recognize was this authentic love from you guys. Um, it's not fake. It's not forced. And it was something that just like drew us in. And so just the way that you guys opened up your arms and just accept people, I thought that was very beautiful and very inspiring. And so, um, and after, um, you know, meeting Steve, it's, I see where it comes from. And so I'm just really, really honored to be here. Um, I'm honored to serve and serve under Steve and, and to serve you guys and serve this community. And so I'm just really excited to be a part of that. Um, yeah, that Acts chapter 4 was really great. Um, I love how Steve just said, hey, here's about eight verses. And you just focus on those eight verses. And I was like, perfect, I got it. And so it was really cool. And the three points that I kind of like just led with was the first one was how if we're going to be this church, if we're going to be the church of Acts, we have to, one, give to those in need. We have to make sure that we're always I – I use the analogy of my daughter. Just She's always – wants the toy she wants the things in front of her and learning how to drop the thing that's in our hands and look towards the other person so learning how to give to those in need and the other thing was learning how to share the gospel that there are people that are actually waiting to hear your story they're waiting to hear 
the gospel, the good news. So learning how if we're going to be the church, we have to learn how to share the gospel. But then lastly, we have to be the example. It's great to talk about it, but also you've got to put skin in the game. And I just love how that last part of the verse, there was that person, Philip, who just said, hey, I'm going to sell something. I'm actually going to put some skin in the game. And that's where the $2 bill came into challenge, came into place, where I gave everybody $2 bills. And I said, hey, use this. Let this be the flint. Let this be the conversation starter for people around your life to be able to be an example and to share the gospel. And so that's what I Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, so I watched it online, and man, I was just super, super challenged by it. I didn't get a two-dollar bill, so I'm still waiting for mine. Hopefully, I'll get that sometime from Jamar or maybe Kenzie. So don't forget. Uh, but no, it was it really, really cool. And so I really wanted to take some time this morning because we just finished going through Acts chapter one through seven. But I did want to go back. I thought it'd be really cool to kind of come back and hear some of the stories that came out of that moment of people giving away the two-dollar bill. If you remember, Jamar put his email address up uh, on the screen and said, "Hey, email me with." those stories, right? I'd love to hear what happened. And so this morning, he's going to share uh, those stories, edited appropriately to make it to shorten some of it, because some of you are long-winded. God bless you. No, but we want to share some of those stories and, and then walk through those. He's going to share pieces about each. I'm going to share some pieces. In fact, as we were going over this and prep, it was really neat how God seemingly did this with some of our thoughts, right? So I'm excited this morning just to kind of hear from Jamar and kind of process some of these stories. So with that, uh, Jamar's going to go through the first story and then we'll dive in. Yeah, so this one was, um, we call this the Walmart guy. <laughs> um, so he sent this email and he said this, sorry it's taken a bit of time, but God's plans are. And gave my $2 bill to a lady that works at Walmart this morning. She's hardcore and doesn't smile or engage when you try to talk to her. She completed my transaction and then the spirit prompted me. I told her I believed I was supposed to give her something, that our church was doing this. Handled her the bill and told her Jesus loves her and God bless. She smiled. First time I've seen her do that. She said, maybe a little sarcastically, that she would buy a Coke with it. That's okay. It may have cracked open the door just a little. I do not remember her name, um, but I've seen her several times and will look for her in the future. Yeah, so, yeah, cool, right? So what I love in this is we went through these stories. You're going to find that really all of these stories are unique, right? The idea of every story has its own unique journey. That's what you see in this, right? Like there was the kind of a initial kind of similar piece of obedience, and then God kind of went different places with, with the story, right? And so with this story, it's funny because very sarcastically, he's like, great, I can buy a Coke with this, right? Thank you so much. And this whole point of, of even recognizing the conversation that she was, she at least cracked the door, but not overly receptive, but recognizing for him, that that was a beginning moment. Like I think about like a sculptor who's taking a rock and they're going to be making this masterpiece. You don't just take that rock and hit it and boom, all of a sudden masterpiece sitting there in front of you, right? It's just one hit after one hit after one hit after one hit until all of a sudden the masterpiece masterpiece is revealed. And I and I actually think about Acts chapter seven or see this the first seven chapters of Acts and the gospels preached different times, right? Three different times we see a real proclamation preaching of the gospel. And as I begin to think through the story, even the journey of like different pieces, I actually wonder if there were people who heard, you know, in Acts, the first two messages of Peter, but never responded. But then when Stephen, right, preached the gospel and then just 
he died because of his faith and recognizing it really was a catalyst for the early church. I wonder if in that moment, after this journey of time of having heard the gospel, not kind of distant from it, was it in this moment that they gave their lives to Jesus, recognizing it was part of this progressive journey? Because we all know people like that. Some of you have been like that. You heard the gospel maybe for years, sat in church for your entire life, and finally 30 years later responded to the gospel. And so the idea, I love this story, it's like, hey, this is just the beginning, the first moment for me in my journey to come alongside and say, God, I'm just going to continue, right? Just continue to crack, crack until the masterpiece that you have planned and purposes for her is realized. And just seeing the nature that all of our moments are like this, right? As we're, as we're being obedient, we may have like, like the thing about Acts chapter 1 through 7 is like they, we see immediate results, I don't know about you, so I love immediate results, right? And so you, so you see that here's great, but that's not everyday life. And so I see this piece in this. I love that picture saying, now I've just cracked the door. I'm continuing on the journey. And I think that's just part of what we look at in the story that I find value in. Yeah, I, what's really beautiful is I loved how he said, um, I've seen her several times and we'll look for her in the future. Mm. And I thought that was really beautiful that now when he goes to Walmart, um, he has an intention. Now, when he goes to Walmart, he has someone that he's looking for. And then my mind goes, I wonder if anybody would ever have that same intention for her. She has this face, and she's always looking down. She's always looking at me. I can only imagine everybody goes, yeah, I'm not talking to her. Yeah, I don't want to talk to her. I'm not going in her lane. But for this person, this Walmart guy, he's going to go, no, I'm going to look for her. And I just feel like that is a great representation of who Jesus is. He's always looking for that one person. He's looking for the one person that everyone else might go, nope, I don't want to talk to, but I'm going to look for that person. And so I thought that was, like, kind of very, very beautiful. I love that. And I would say the word I kind of took away from that, even the things we're talking about, is I think what God's looking for in us, uh, for us in this, this is a great Bible word. He's looking for faithfulness from us, right? That faithfulness is saying, God... I will follow and I will obey, and sometimes it's a sacrifice, sometimes it's a great joy, uh, but God, we will be faithful. So, yeah. Okay, so the next one? Yeah, man. Okay, so this one is um, Target. This person was in line in Target. Uh, a young lady and her daughter were in front of me, and the little girl uh, was four years old. The little girl wanted candy. Mom kept saying she didn't have enough money. So I was talking to the mom and the little girl. I told the mom... Um, that I had a $2 bill that I wanted to give her, and that was okay with her. So I bent down and told the girl that I had a very special $2 bill. She asked why it was special. That's beautiful. <laughs> I told her because Jesus wanted me to give it to her so she could get some candy, because she wanted her and her mom to know that he sees them and he loves them. So here, Jesse, get you some candy. This led to a conversation with, G- uh, with, with the mom about the love of God. The mom said that her husband left them and they were struggling emotionally and financially. She was happy that um, she was able to get her candy and was so thankful. But more than that, she was overwhelmed that maybe, just maybe, God did see her. We walked out and I was able to pray with them. I gave her my number and if she wanted to explore more of this God. And I thought that was just... Like, it was a $2 bill. It was a piece of candy. But it opened the door to something so much more. And I'm just, like, just thinking about 
all the small things that you might have or the small story that you think is not important. You never know what God is willing to do with what you have. And so here was this lady who just saw this little girl, and I thought that was so beautiful. Here, go get you some candy. Candy. So candy led her to Jesus. Like the conversation. Yeah, right? That would be great. That would be amazing if all your conversations started with candy and then it led to Jesus. But I thought that was just really beautiful how she was, back to what Steve said, she was faithful with what she had, which was the $2 bill. And she saw the candy as an invitation to talk to somebody about Jesus. So I just thought that the small things were just super, super yeah. important. What I think we all know in Scripture is a, is a scripture teaches the theology of little things, great impact, right? You see that again and again and again in Scripture, that God uses the smallest and uses the slightest and all these pieces, right, for the kingdom purpose. And I think the piece that I walked away with from the story as we talked was, that generosity in any form or fashion, small or big, is a powerful thing, right? Generously giving of whatever it may be is, is powerful. It knocks down walls between people. Generosity will melt hearts of people that we're in relationship with, right? It's the idea of, of sowing and reaping, right? You know the idea of sowing and reaping from Second Corinthians 9. It says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And I will tell you, listen, I want you to hear this, especially in charismatic churches. Unfortunately, this is almost always attached only to money. Right? And... And we actually almost engage it sometimes in a selfish way. I'm going to sow financially because I need blessings so God will give to me. And look at that and go, to be completely honest, what a poor reading of the story. And what an unfortunate understanding of the reality of theology around God that, we, that he would somehow say money is the only thing someone has to give. Right? There are people who give their time. They sow time into someone's life, and that time just reaps walls coming down. Resources or, or energy. Listen I, listen, I live in a world with a wife who sows into our family with great fervor and great energy. And Sarah will tell you we are a better family, not because she gives Sarah money, although Sarah likes that too, right? But primarily because she invests her energy into our family. And the idea for us is that whatever we're sowing into these relationships, little things here, right? Sowing candy into someone's life. It was through a $2 bill, right? But sowing candy to open the store. The idea of sowing and reaping is that whatever we sow, whatever we invest into the seeds that we plant, right? There's a reaping that occurs in that. And so I love this story. It's a small $2 bill that led to someone being seen by God. With no expectation of them getting money back from God, all that mattered was this woman being reached, and there was, and what we, what she, what she uh, reaped in the moment was the joy of recognizing that God saw her, and she celebrated that. Well, God bless her financially. Who knows? And honestly, who cares? What matters is in this moment, she got to watch Jesus move. And I guarantee you, she walked away feeling the fruit of God's spirit, love and joy and peace herself of watching God move. 
And so in this piece, as a takeaway, man, I just love those pieces. And so, yeah, next story. Okay, so the next one, um, uh, this person emailed me. And um, um, so her and her, um, her friend, they weren't making the best decisions in life. Um, you know, we all have those moments. Um, I had those moments in my younger years living in L.A. Last week, probably, too. It's okay, man. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I call them the stupid years. You know, you just do things that are just stupid. It's okay. We all go through them. Um, and um, but they they uh, she reached out and she she heard the two dollar bill and she she gave it to one of her friends and 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 they they both were making decisions that that weren't the best and they were hanging around friends that weren't the best. Um, but you could tell by the email that they both wanted to make better choices. They were willing to say, hey, we don't like where we're at, but we want to move forward and we want to grow. And there's something about this, this Jesus thing that we want to know more of. And so I saw that. I was like, hey, this is great. This is amazing. Let's link up. So we did. We got some pizza. We sat down and we just talked about like, hey, where are you at? How are things with you and Jesus and God and everything else? And they were just kind of like, yeah, we, we're, we're good. We want to know more. And I'm like, perfect. And so I talked to one of them and I was like, hey, do you have a, do you have a Bible? And he's like, no, I don't have a Bible. I'm like, well, I'm getting you a Bible. So I went to Amazon, bought him a Bible, and, and we're now going to meet up on Saturdays um, to have like a little little Bible study together. Um, but it was just, it, again, here's just an, another beautiful story of just the $2 bill. It's, it's, it's $2. But it's just so amazing to see these stories that come out of it and, and, and these conversations that come out of it. And like, like lives are, are going to be changed because of this. And so, again, this is just another great, great story about the $2 bill. Yeah. And I think I love meeting this story. I, 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 I do say so often for us that it's um, we like to throw throw something that we have at something or someone. And what I love in this story, and then kind of walk away. What I love in this story is Jamar saying, "Let me walk with you." Right? It's a commitment to come alongside and to love. And I will say that I, I do believe in our generation that one of the things that we could probably do a better job of stepping into is the nature of owning the relationships that we have to invest into for the purpose of the kingdom, right? The ongoing nature. I love that story. I mean, not the exact uh, reference for it, but the idea of Jesus saying, hey, I want you to be willing to walk the extra mile. And I'll be honest with you, I, I use that idea and mindset all the time of saying, God, I want to be a person who is always willing to walk the extra mile, whatever that may be. To walk the extra mile, to take the extra step, Lord, to, to do something that someone else wouldn't do because it just knocks down walls. So you made a breath there. You want to say something to that? No, you're, you're, I right, do, kept, but keep going. Okay, thanks, man. So, so with that, right, I think it's just a beautiful piece. I just want to encourage you to think about the long game. Like I will say, this, is a, this was not on my notes. I just thought of it. I'll never forget. <clears throat> When I was doing college ministry at UCF a long time ago, back before I was 50, which I am now, and I'm old and everyone tells me, they're like, oh my God, I thought you were 60. I'm like, shut up, right? So 
But you've got this idea, and I had this girl come to me, and we were talking about this like missional living, missional living, right? The idea of like, hey, we do, we do church here inside our four walls, but as soon as you leave to go back onto campus, every single person you meet is a neighbor that you get to be Jesus to, right? And I want you to live intentionally. We keep your eyes open every day. And so she had this, she was a, she, she rode for UCF, and she, she goes, I had this girl on my team, please pray for her. I mean, I've been bleeding, talking to her about Jesus, blah, 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 right? And so she'd been finally like three months in of kind of loving on this girl and being Jesus and trying to be Jesus. She's like, ah, it's just not going anywhere. Man, do you think that I should just leave that relationship and go find somebody else? Like, I understand. She's like, I don't see fruit in this. Maybe I should go find someone I can have fruit in. And I just looked at her. I said, it's the long game. I said, you don't, you don't missional and loving her with the condition of her moving forward with Jesus, you are living missionally and loving her because she's worthy of being loved by you for the rest of her life. The idea in this is there's a longevity of investing in saying, I'm committed to you for the journey. I'm committed to you investing to give the best of myself, not because you, you'll have some sort of now reaction in return, but because you're worthy to be loved. And so anyway, just a thought. Yep. Is that okay? No, that's okay. totally fine. Thanks. Yep. I'm just going to move on. All right. That's perfect. So, um, okay, cool. So last one um, is from um, Elizabeth. Is it okay if I say it? Yeah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Right over here. There she is. There she is. <laughs> she did announcements this morning. Good up for Elizabeth, guys. Yeah, this is her story. The story's not finished yet. So, yeah. but we thought it was still cool. Yeah, we loved it. So Good we're job. gonna use. We're gonna use you. Really, we're really proud of. We're really proud of her. No, we, no, we are. We really are. So this isn't like, yeah, you know. Okay. So she uh, was. She called me the other day, and she was calling because she wanted to doing some interviewing to put into the, the newsletter, um, which she's, like, really good at, like, typing. I could just hear her over the phone just <laughs> typing so fast. I was like, do you – are you a writer? Like, do you just, like, type all day? Because you're, like, really good. Um, but anyways, she was just kind of like she, – she told how she had the – she had – she didn't email me yet because she was still in the middle of her $2 bill story. And she said that how she went to a church before, and they kind of did the same exact challenge um, where they gave some money away, and you're supposed to give it to somebody. And I think, I believe at that same time, somebody reached out to her via Facebook, and was, she was going to connect with this person and use the money to connect and do the whole thing. And um, apparently, I think she kind of forgot and, um, you know, and so time went on, and so didn't the money apparently stayed or got spent. So, over, no, gave it to somebody else. Um, but anyways, she wanted to use it for that person specifically. Um, and so then um, some time came by, and then we did it again, and then she remembered. She remembered of that person that she was supposed to do it with. So then she went back on Facebook and found out that she had reached out to her and was reaching out to her, and she could still, like, go talk to her. There was still an opportunity to come meet with her. And so um, I thought that was just really, really beautiful because here was this moment where uh, she thought that that moment was lost, that moment was gone, but um, it wasn't. And here was this $2 bill giving her another opportunity to talk to someone about Jesus. Yeah, and I love that. I think, and Liz, I want you to hear this because I, I, 
I love, I live in this world. I kind of said this a second ago when I was praying, uh, when I really embarrassed Kate. Sorry, buddy. Um, but, like, I started really thinking through in the list of story around God's timing. Like, God's timing is so interesting. Y'all know the familiar verse, Second Peter 3, 8, just says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the day, excuse me, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Time with God is a unique thing compared to how we view time. Like in time in the Greek language, there are two primary words. There's kairos, understanding of time, and then chronos, right, chronological. So chronos is what we live in. We live in like every second, every minute of every hour, right? And so everything has this time limit that we're kind of bound by. But kairos represents time outside of time, meaningful time. You ever had those moments with somebody like, my gosh, it may, it may have been five minutes. It may have been an hour. I completely got lost in it because it was just this piece. That's kind of this picture of, of kairos time. And the reality is God lives in the midst of kairos time, right? He lives in the past and the present and the future all at the same time somehow. We don't quite get it. Quantum physics may be involved. Who knows, right? Much smarter than guys than me can't figure it out. And so there's this piece around time. And so when I listened to this story, I, I just began to think about the nature of timing and that, listen, that God is not bound by time, that in that, like, God could have catapulted her heart into someplace three years ago, busyness, whatever, and then it was perfect timing to say, actually, that was for this moment here as a reminder because this is actually the season for you to invest into her. What do I mean by that? So years ago, when, back, when, back before, again, before I was 50, we were praying one day. I was praying one day, and I, and I felt like God said, hey, y'all know Tammy Hutchins here. This, uh, she, sorry, I can't put that on the screen now because I just used her name. Anyway, she's Southeast Asia doing ministry. And I felt like God said, I want you to give X amount of money to the ministry. And so I went, Okay. I said, yes, Lord. Let me say this. It was a X amount of money for us at that time and season of life was a lot of money, right? But X amount of money. So I went to Randall and said, hey, right, I had this clarity with God. I said, hey, I feel like God is calling us to give X amount of money to Tammy Ma uh, to invest into the home. And she all of a sudden went like, white as a sheet with eyes like this, right? In those moments, right? Because she was not hearing that from the Lord herself, right? And so in that moment, I just looked at her. I was like, I mean, I'm not rarely, I mean, I'm rarely a good husband. I was a good moment, a good husband here. And I just said, hey, babe, you just take time to pray, right? And whatever you feel God leading us to do, I put that to you and just submit it. We are one in this, and I want us to be on the same page running together in this. So you just pray, and when you're ready, we can do whatever God leads us to do. She's like, fantastic. So two months later, right? Two months later, we're driving on the road. Now, just think about it. Two months later, in a guy's mind, I've completely forgotten all the conversation, right? And I literally, and I, she just, we're driving, she just goes, <sighs> I'm like, whoa, what did I do? I mean, I'm like, what did I say to this morning? Did I offend her, whatever it is? You know, it's a husband thing. And so she says, I'm ready to give. And I'm like, give what? <laughs> I had no idea what she was talking about. And she goes, the money. And I'm, I literally like, what money? This is two months. She goes, oh, it's a Tammy Ma. And I'm like, oh, here's a cool thing. So Randall pulls out the checkbook, and now she's really excited about it, right? 
was really excited about it. And we're like, both give, we're sacrificing, right? We ate PBJs every day for a month. I'm just kidding, we didn't. But we give it on a Monday. Gets deposited on a Tuesday. Goes into the bank account basically Tuesday night. Wednesday afternoon, Tammy Ma emails us. She goes, guys, you're not going to believe this. Tuesday night at our prayer and fasting night, we started praying that God would give X amount of money, same number, to us by faith so that we could buy beds because we don't own any. I looked at the account that night and we had zero dollars. I opened up the account the next day and the exact amount of money that we prayed for was sitting in our account and I found out you gave it. And I just wanted to email and say thank you. What's the moral of the story? Lots of morals. But for me, I sat back and I realized, oh, God had this moment happen two months prior to to take time to process and pray. Because he knew it would take Randall's heart here to get to that place. And then he wanted her to have that moment to then say yes So this was the moment. God's timing was this two-month process to get to this place, and it was God's perfect timing. The part that I want you to hear in that is like God is not bound by our struggle with faith. He's not, he's not bound by our struggles and all these pieces. No, he says, he says, I understand timing. And if it's two or three years later with this, then that is perfect timing and preparation for what I have for you. And so in that, just begin to, as we get these places, I always tell people, I said this morning, in my mind, God is always, like, that God is always late in my mind, right? Again, I like immediate things. I pray. I expect God to move right there in the moment. He never shows up quite when I think he should or when I want him to, right? And the idea, it's almost like the lesson he wants me to learn is more important than the discomfort I have to experience, right, in the process, God's completely comfortable with that. And I think in this story, I'm like, what I walked away with was, God, this is perfect timing for this moment with Liz and this person. And so, yeah, it's good. Uh, that was that's really beautiful. That was a great story. Cheers. <laughs> um, I love that. Um, when, when she shared that, um, one thing that came to me was like, oh, I, I think a lot of us can can feel this relatable moment of just kind of like, oh, I forgot. Mm. Um, there was something that I needed to do with that person or I needed to go reach out to that person or call that person, but I forgot. And, 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 or sometimes, Hey, I have that $2 bill, but I forgot it's in the back of my pocket. It's in my wallet. Um, and I feel like sometimes we, we, we can get caught up in that. And I've done that sometimes where I'm like, Oh, I'm supposed to meet this person. I'm supposed to reach out to that person, but I forgot and I think sometimes we, we, we want to meet God in the miraculous, but sometimes it's going to have to take a sacrifice. That sometimes the context for a miraculous is sacrifice. So there's moments where you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. There's moments when you're going to have to step out of the things that you do know and go, hey, I, I have to step into this. I have to give this away. I have to do something with this. And so um, fortunately for Elizabeth, you know, the person kept reaching out, and that was beautiful, and that was amazing. But at the same time, I'm almost like, um, I don't want to be a person where I want to get comfortable 
missing the opportunities because sometimes I feel like those opportunities will end up trying to find someone else that's willing to step into those. And so this $2 bill, even for me as I kind of like end this, or this will continue on. If you still have the $2 bill, like keep going, like keep, keep giving, keep talking. But just even for this conversation, I'm like, okay, cool. I have to make sure I remind myself that, hey, um, don't let the opportunities slip past you. Don't let those moments slip past you, even though you may think it's over, even though you may think it's well past. It's never, God is never late. Jesus is never late. He's never going to be like, nope, that's it. And so that's what I kind of like walked away with. Yeah, I think that's really good. Again, I think in that I will say this real quick. Just because you forget something, don't then just live in the shame of that, which is what a lot of times do. Instead, just say, oh. God, I'm so sorry. Jump back up and then just be obedient or go and be faithful, whoever it may be. So, yeah. So I want to end this morning, um, again, just recognizing that as we talk about the activation of God in our lives, that, I mean, there are always, always opportunities available to us, right? That's the reality is whenever I walk out the door, there are always neighbors that God places in front of, me, in front of us for us to love in that day, Right? God goes to love our neighbors. There are always neighbors that are out in front of us. And I want you to think through those pieces and recognize, man, there's always this sowing and reaping analogy in place, that there are always seeds that we're sowing, that the journey with each of my neighbors that I'm loving may be uniquely different. And all of those are super fun. They create their own stories like you see each of these stories being unique. I do want to end by reading from Galatians chapter 6, again, a familiar scripture, 7 through 10. It says this, not on the screen. You can just listen here. It says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. That's really good news. It says, a man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. And it says this, let us not become weary in doing good. Think about all these pieces, the things you can sow into holistically. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Verse 10 says this, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Powerful. And so this morning, again, what I'm I'm praying as they're hearing these stories and the, the small nature of them and these little intricate parts of them, we just recognize, man, God, I want to be a person who is activated in the way the early church was, who lived in expectation, God, in anticipation of just being faithful to love you and to love neighbors. God, in that activation, thankful that I am empowered by your spirit with all those steps. So it's not my strength or my ability but it's yours, and so I lean into your grace every day. I'm going to fall on my face in my own strength, so I lean into your strength. Just lean into Jesus. Listen, every time you go to get the tiller bill, God, would you bless the giving of this and help me not to blow it, right? And then God moves, and you never will blow it, right? It's all a good moment. But you know what I'm getting at. This is practical piece saying, God, help me in this moment to be Jesus. And God, as I sow, I trust you with the reaping. That's the nature of all sowing. Like, I look and go, God... I sow, and the seeds are yours, and they will bloom in your timing, and I will just trust you with it. It's a beautiful picture of who we're called to be. So, thank you. Give it up for Jamar this morning. Yeah.
I do want to just highlight again, if you saw these, if you were not here last week, these are our year-end offering envelopes. And I just want to give you a reminder, this is important for the story this morning, because our year-end offering is all about doing Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4, and then again we see in Acts chapter 6, verse 1, where the church became a financial blessing to those who were struggling inside of the church, right? And so with this year-end offering, what I'm asking is this. So we have two offerings into the year, giving your normal tithes and offerings. Why? Because Vintage has to survive, right? Super important. But above and beyond with the year-end gift that you are financially putting it here and saying, all right, God, I want you to use this because what we're going to do with this money is we're going to highlight those who have physical or felt financial needs in the church. They're going to submit bills to us, and we're going to take those bills, and we're just going to pay those bills for those inside of our body who are struggling financially. So as you give a year-end gift, there are people sitting around you. That money is going to end up going to pay their bills. Why? Because if you probably know this, some people just need some help, right? Some help to come alongside of them. Some people are just really struggling, and they're silent in it here in the church. Already when I announced it last week, three people sent me emails. We talked to three different people and said, this is where I am, and I'm like, we want to help you. We're excited about this. Hold on to these bills because hope is coming from the body of believers inside your church who want to bless you at the end of the year. I was looking back. We literally did this really fun, uh, you know, Jubilee, the year of Jubilee, like, like every 10 years. And so we actually did this 10 years ago. How many of you were here 10 years ago when we did this, if you remember? Yeah, yeah. And so it was fascinating. I looked back. There was one person who literally had had cancer and had all these bills. We ended up paying about twenty thousand uh, dollars worth of their bills. And y'all, it was like living under a weight with no hope to all of a sudden experiencing freedom. And that's the hope of what we look for in this moment. So as you give, that's the goal. You're recognizing, I don't know exactly who those are, but the X2 and 4. I took, I sold, I took my resources, I put it at the feet of the apostles who then were very, very dedicated with it. I've already got our finance team on board. We're going to sit down and we're going to be working with this money together with a team and praying through it and seeing what God would have us do. And it's going to be super fun. So that's what this is for. You can give this all the, all the way up until the, we're going to start giving out paying for some bills in the new year so you can go ahead right now begin giving or the deadline honestly be the last time we meet before january 1st okay all right so this morning as we always do invite our ministry team to come forward and our worship team and we're going to go into a time of ministry as we always do at the time of worship and a time of ministry and so as you respond this morning what we're what i'm looking for uh, in response is God, awaken my heart to activation. Awaken my heart to being Jesus. Awaken my heart to the fullness of the gospel. Awaken our hearts. Or maybe you come this morning and say, Steve, I'm dying. I am the neighbor who needs to be loved. We will have ministry teams on both sides, and they just want to love on you, right? They want to invest into you. They want to pray for you. You're going to come this morning with offerings. This is your expression of worship as a sacrifice of sowing and reaping before the Lord. Or maybe you want to come this morning and just celebrate the good news of Jesus by taking communion. Every Sunday it's available. Why? Because every Sunday we love the sacrament of remembering the body broken, the blood poured out, and the reality that God's grace, listen,
Listen, it's not a story from yesterday. It is a reality that it's present with us today because his body broken and blood poured out is the good news for us today that we get to experience and that we get to give. So with that, you respond as the Lord leads. I'll come back up here in a little bit and I will pray us out. But, Father, we just pray as we end this time, we ask now that you begin to move in the lives of your people you begin to open up doors and walls. God would be coming down, that you would move in power, and that, God, your grace would be present, and that, Lord, you would have your way in our midst. Jesus, we love you. We invite you to come and have your way. Even now, Lord, I pray that you begin to convict hearts, not just convict them of sin, but convict them of what's true and of right and is holy. And, God, they would now kind of bask in the beauty of Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. He responds, the Lord leads.